Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Garage Logic, Delicious uh, Brian McNaughton creation. Well, you're not uh, supposed to eat it. German potato and sausage soup. What's the temperature? 40. I get the feeling Reavers is completely checked out. Uh, <laughs> I hate to admit that, but yes. Why? Are the Twins and Yankees on? Uh, they are. The Twins are down one zip to top of the fourth to the uh, New York Ball Club. You won't catch me with the TV on. No. But you know he is. Um, I, I, he he's taking a day of vacation tomorrow, so that's. I think we need to keep him in. I want him paying attention. Right. We need we need to really if, ring him. If in. we need like, to put a leash on him, like the fair. Yeah. Like if, a kid. Yeah. If you'd like to stay on brand for a moment, um, I intend to. We might have a new favorite Twins player. At least I do, anyway. Uh huh. <clears throat> Your uh, new first baseman slash designated hitter Logan Morrison. Yeah, I get they got him from what Tampa. Uh, he signed as a free agent from Tampa. Yep. Uh, they got him mic'd up for the game. Oh yeah, that's always a that's always a risk. And ESPN is uh, doing the program with their brand new Sunday night team of Matt Baskersian, Alex Rodriguez, and Jessica Mendoza. I'm thrilled. Uh, he pops up, knocked out his earpiece. Yep. He's running to the dugout. Yep. Not realizing he's still on television. Oh. And some guy, go, somebody in the dugout says, oh, what, what, what'd you see? What'd he throw you? And he goes, a bleeping splitter. Ooh, he dropped the F-bomb? No, the S one. Well, the S, that's, <laughs> it could have been worse. Well, sure. But. No, and it's only, you only get in trouble if somebody complains. My guess is any dummy that's sitting and watching the game right now is not going to run to the FCC and oh, complain. Please, we right? got people calling in golf scores. Oh. You know, Bill Stein was at Walmart. Uh, was at Walmart yesterday. Probably the uh, the the Aiken Walmart. Well, he saw a woman with March Madness teeth. She was down to the final four. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's pretty good. I might use that one. Hey, I have. That's I unfair might... to Walmart people, though. It is. I'm trying you to know. think. What could you substitute for Walmart? A large retail store. No, oh, you could substitute. I was in London. And I saw many women ah. with March Madness teeth. Yes, I was at Harrods. We were down to Final Four. Yes. Final Four, yes. We were down to the Final Four. I say, good chap, it sees you have March Madness teeth. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The I'm tourney. down to my Final Four. So how's the tourney? What do you mean, what, what do you mean, what tourney? Well, I see you down to the Final Four. You know, there are prop bets. <laughs> there are prop bets on the uh, basketball tournament the way they are, uh, the way they have them for the Super Bowl. Oh, neat. One of them is how many times will Sister Jean be mentioned? Oh, okay. Um, Sister Jean is the Loyola chaplain. Yes. Loyola has not won the tournament since 1963. Uh, when, I, when the NCAA college basketball tournament might have received, and I'm not exaggerating, Maybe three or four paragraphs on an inside page of the sports section. Okay. I finally found my sense when, uh, in the New York's uh, snow storms, 
What is your sense? Storm, the storm's heading up the East Coast. You 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 had a gut feeling that it had happened before. The Weather Channel has really been selling it, and I turned to it occasionally. And last night they had a guy in Philadelphia telling me there was some snow on the street, and behind him rode a bicyclist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I had to laugh. Uh, uh, this marks the fifth consecutive season that at least 30 inches of snow has fallen in New York City. The only other recorded time it snowed this much for this long a period was back in the 1880s. Uh-huh. It was uh, 1880, 1869 to 1970. That five-year stretch occurred mostly during the presidential administration of Chester A. Arthur. I don't know why that's in there. Right. Uh, but there you are. Uh, in case you're ready to hang this and uh, you know run into Al, jump into Al Gore's arms, uh, this this is this was recorded between 1869 and 1870. So it has happened before. That's right. Yeah. So, and as I've told you, if you want to worry about something you can't do anything about, worry about global cooling because the sun is going to enter the grand solar minimum. Right. Which is a fact. It's not, it's not it's just the way it is. It's just not the words of the great denier. That's a fact. Because it's cyclical. There's very little sun activity. Okay. Very little. Okay, so uh, what do we have now? It's a basketball frenzy this weekend? Yes, mm-hmm. starting today. Starting tonight at Station 280. Oh, boy. Uh, join me, the rookie, for the Dos Equis College Hoops Tournament Viewing Party. Station 280 is just off of... 280, uh, and I'll give you the actual 2554 Como Avenue. 280 in Como. 280 in Como. And uh, we'll be there from 5.30 to 7.30. Somebody's going to walk away the winner of a $100 StubHub gift card. There's also Dos Equis prize uh, packs. You'll, you'll be there from when to when? 5.30 to 7.30. How gonna... is it determined which game gets viewed? Or is it one of the sports bars with multiple televisions? Uh, 280's good enough where they've got several uh, different uh, TVs to choose in, from. In fact, I did the very first one. We not only had college basketball, but we also had the Wild game on and the Wolves game. Because it seems to me uh, you've got a number of choices tonight. I'm rooting for my Loyolas. Yep. They play Nevada at 6.07 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Minnesota's own Eric Musselman is their coach. Nevada. Nevada, yep. Nevada coach. That's that's not going to make me root for Nevada. Mm. And then uh, Creighton and Eden Prairie, which should be a real barn burner, shouldn't it? Yeah, that's it's too bad that that's not the championship game because those that's are a six o'clock game. Very solid. That'll be that will be. I'll make sure you got to make sure that I'll make on. sure my alma mater is yeah. on the game, taking on the uh, Eden Prairie Eagles. Now, if I stop by after the beer show, because you're there till seven thirty, the beer show tonight till six to seven, sir. Uh-huh. You buy me a Dos Equis? If you buy me one, I'll come by. I'll buy you one because the special for Dos Equis is five fifty two for. Ones, oh boy, two two Dosakis for five fifty. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a really good deal. Two well, Reavers, you're up on the bar scene. Isn't that a good price? That's actually a hell of a deal. Are you right. sure that's right? Well, I hope so because I just announced it. <laughs> we will honor you know what, that if it tonight. Isn't, you got to honor it. We got, the we office will. is going to cover right. all bets. The, the office, Joe. The office will cover <laughs> no, all not bets. Joe. Yes. Yeah, that's no. nice Come on, of you, brother Joe. Oh no. Yeah, Why I know. Did you uh, get roped in. So five thirty to seven thirty. This, I'm not. I like Dos Equis, but I'm not part of the uh, Bar 280 deal. That's you Station guys. 280, yeah. Mm-hmm. 530 to 7.30. Coming up, and let's just, just have a beer, and then you can take off if you want, but uh, it'll be, uh, it'll I be think, festive. I think Johnny Height does one this weekend. 
He does Sunday. Yeah, at uh, Johnny Height in Hopkins. Uh, at uh, in Hopkins. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then right. Dave Harrigan is also going to be at uh, where is he? Sack Sports Bar in Vadness Heights from eight to ten. So I'm at uh, station two eighty from five thirty to seven thirty. Where's Where's Dave? Harrigan is at the, this is on March twenty third. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow from eight to ten at Sack Sports Bar in Vadness Heights. All right. I don't have the address though. Sax. S A K S. Isn't that the new? Um, uh, I think that's right by the bubble. If I believe off of County Road. I don't e. know. I don't know. But I'm sure everyone can find it. You can find Sack Sports Bar. Harrigan will be very accommodating. be happy because Chuck Schumer is happy that this administration has added a 1.3 million a trillion dollars in debt. No should nobody should be happy about that. A 2232 page bill released to members today is expected to be voted on voted on later this afternoon. Schumer said Democrats will enthusiastically support it. I'm really excited about it. He said the end of austerity is is here. <sighs> There should be no gloating, no sarcasm. Where, where is the money coming from? We don't have any money. The Chinese own us. Schumer, Schumer thanked Republican leaders for their support getting the spec, spending package assembled. I want to thank their leader McConnell, Speaker Ryan and their staffs, Leader Pelosi and her team, Chairman Cochran, Vice Chairman Leahy, and the Appropriations Committee staff, and many others for all the hard work that went into this bill. Hey, you want to go? You want to go again, Reeves? Should we go again? <sighs> what a disappointment! What a bunch of... It's on autopilot. We're not going to change anything. Well, but that—that's what people anticipated. You know who the toughest boss is in uh, Congress? Joe. Oh, huh? who? <laughs> What'd you say? I thought. What you, did you I just thought say? You meant in general. Oh, I'm really hard on you. I I almost damn near interrupted your lunch today, didn't I? <laughs> you did. I still have God half a almighty. cup of soup here. Nobody in I know has it better than you. German potato. Yeah, you already and explained sausage. the soup. Did I? Highest. See, an- you see how tough you are? You see. <laughs> Highest. Annual staff turnover in the Senate. This is according to uh, Politico, who did a survey. Uh, guess who the guess who guess which U.S. senator had the highest turnover in staff? Now that doesn't okay. mean that means I would imagine interns coming and going and whatever, but still, it's indicative. Thirty-six percent turnover. Wow, on an annual basis, apparently. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. No, it's it's uh, it's a big wig. Oh, it's not a big shot. Okay. Hmm. Schumer. It's an annual turnover rate of 36%. Why are they going burning through so many? Amy. What? Amy 
Klobuchar. You're kidding me. No. 36% turnover annually. Senator Klobuchar, what's the deal? Well, uh, I mean, we don't say, well, something leggy storm, whatever that is. Hmm. Declines to guess whether the high turnover stems from a toxic work environment or employees simply advancing in their careers. We don't say why the offices have high turnover rates. We can't tell you whether they're bad human beings or if they're sexual harassers or, you know, phone throwers. I doubt if Amy Klobuchar is a sexual harasser. I, I don't see her as a phone thrower either. Probably not. But it's uh, interesting to note that... Uh, she has the highest turnover. I, I don't. You know, think... she just burning through people, and that's it. So what? It ain't her money. Well, I yeah, I suppose I. I that shocks me though. I thought it would have been one of the East Coast. Leggy Storm is an online portal that tracks Capitol Hill's workforce in detail. It puts hard data to the debate over the worst bosses in Congress. The site is out with a new feature that shows the members of the House and Senate with the highest turnover. The organization used salary data from one to uh, 2016, I'm not supposed to say, oh, from 2001 to 2016 to determine the 10 offices in each chamber that have the highest annual turnover rate with a formula that that weights the departure of senior officials higher than lower level staff. Leadership offices where frequent turnover is expected were excluded. Hmm. All right. Uh, in uh, In the House, Sheila Jackson Lee, a Democrat from Texas, uh, 62% annual turnover rate. I don't know. And again, we can't, we can't jump to the conclusion that that's because she's a moron to work for. We don't know. We don't know. Raul Ruiz, Democrat of California, uh, 60 some, uh, Mark Sanford, a Republican, Blake Ferenthold, a Republican, Henry Cuellar, a Democrat. Ken Buck, a Republican. Kay Granger, Republican. Karen Bass, Democrat. Elizabeth Esty, Democrat. Mike Kaufman, Democrat. Uh, in the Senate, Amy Klobuchar, Democrat, 36% turnover. Uh, Maria Cantwell from uh, Washington, a Democrat. Joe Manchin, a Democrat. Uh, Susan Collins from Maine, a Republican. Richard Blumenthal, a Democrat from Connecticut. Lisa Murkowski, Alaska, Diane Feinstein, uh, a Democrat, Chris, Kirsten Gillibrand, Democrat, Jean Shaheen, Democrat from New Hampshire, and Michael Bennett, Democrat from Colorado. So with the exception of Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, all of the high turnover rates in the Senate occur in the offices of Democrats, huh. led by our own Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar. I wonder where, uh, <clears throat> what's his face would have been on this list? What, who am I thinking of? How Frank, quickly we forget. Uh, Senator Franken? Yeah. Wonder he, he wow, would have Wow, that's really... Why don't they have that data? I would love to know what that was. I would love to know that data. Mm-hmm. I see him as a phone thrower. Well, he, he he's a phone thrower, sexual harasser. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did they include? Uh, uh, you know, I, you haven't been performing... <laughs> Um, can you hand me the phone? I am going to throw it against the wall and I'm a little upset now. And so, uh, I mean, as they say in France, um, voici le port, uh, there's the door. Okay. Just to, uh, show you guys and illustrate, um, how sometimes people don't really listen to the show. Maybe that, that, that strictly or, or, or 
maybe they'll hear an episode a few days right, down right. the line. I get that a lot. Yeah. Uh, our gal at the front desk, Kristen, told me that she got another call about Al being on your show. Yeah. About a week ago. <laughs> oh no. Somebody's uh somebody's going back to the old uh, backlog podcast. Well, huh? we had uh, we had him on. We had our Al on, didn't we? Yeah, yes, it was our yes, Al. We did. Yeah. In January or yeah. December. Are you a bad human being, sir? You know, I uh, I have my days where I am, you know, sad, but uh, pretty much. Uh, what about sexual harassment? You know, uh, I uh, I distance myself from that. I'd rather throw phones. And and when it comes to throwing phones, uh, you're uh, apparently admitting that you've done so. Uh, yeah, you know, you get a little stress out, and uh, you might throw maybe um, a, a Galaxy Seven at somebody's swimsuit area. <laughs> But it's not because you're going to harass them. It's just because you're mad. You've never thrown your own cell phone. Or my own swimsuit area. Right. You you find someone else's phone to throw. Right. Hey, can you hand me your phone? Intern. And then that's why they quit. And I'm probably up at about 70% turnover. 70%. 70%. That's even more than Sheila Jackson Lee. You know, I miss it. And I'm thinking about maybe putting a run together uh, down the road. I'm sure you will. Right. I'm sure you will. Are we on? Yes, you are. And right. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll uh, let me know if I uh, if I, you ever owe me a, f- a fill in for no, you. No, that's okay. I'm more than happy. I'm I'm open. You know? I understand. Is John Height ready? Yes. Yep. Commencing garage logic segment number three. John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's partly sunny. Well, mostly cloudy. Sun sticking out once in a while and 40 degrees. The Twins and Yankees are playing this afternoon down in Fort Myers. Uh, right now, it's one to nothing Yankees in the fifth. Phil Hughes, pretty good again. Five innings for the Twins. Gave up four hits, one run, just a solo shot home run, and he struck out four, of course, pitching for a spot on the staff this morning. Well, what the, spot is he competing for? Well, Starting spot? No, not, not, no. They got to pay him a trillion dollars. He's going to make the team. Well, you'd think so. He's going to make the team. Yeah. But he'll be long man, I would think, first to start the season. Well, because they don't, they don't really need a five man rotation, he'll be a guy, whether he he'll comes out of the guy. bullpen. Will he be one of the guys? He'll be one of the guys. He'll be one of the guys. He's actually, yeah, he's done pretty well this spring. And to probably uh, help uh, that situation today, the Twins sent down Ellen Businitz. And they sent down Tyler Duffy. So, obviously, there's uh, room in the bullpen for a right-hander like Phil Hughes. Uh, both those guys sent to Rochester this morning. State Boys Basketball Tournament, Class A quarterfinals. Meyer Lutheran defeated Manoman Wabin, 71. Mayor Lutheran. What did I say? I'm sorry. Meyer. Uh, Mayor Lutheran. Yes. Meyer Lansky. <laughs> anyway. John Mayer. 70. He's a great guitar player. He's okay. 71 <laughs> to 40. <laughs> Don't start with me, Reavers. Uh, Class 3A semifinals in the first half. De La Salle leads Columbia Heights 24-23. to 23, And uh, Class 4A semifinals will be this evening. Creighton, Durham Hall, Eden Prairie, and Apple Valley and Lakeville North. News notes from today. The Recorey School District Superintendent and a finalist for the top school post in Moorhead was arrested this week. In charges he exposed himself multiple times in recent months at a central Minnesota gas station. You know what I want to know? They better not be paying this fruitcake. Okay. And what I want to know, I want to get inside your head. When you go to the gas station, what one thing do you have on your mind? Getting gas. Okay, thank you. And the lotto. 
Nope. Nope. Just give me some gas, and I go where I can pay cash. What if a guy in a trench coat says, "Hey, buddy, I, nope, I want to show you something." Not interested. Kind of into this. Give me the right. uh, give me the ethanol free premium, and I'm getting the hell out of here. Are you sure this is really cool? It's right inside my coat here. Nope. <laughs> I'll uh, leave you in suspense about the paid part till I get to the end of the story, okay. Joe. Oh God, help Wade, me. <laughs> Wade Park police said in a release. Today, surveillance video from a quick trip gas station and a vehicle registration check established the suspect of a recent indecent exposure complaint as 56-year-old Scott Staska, the Recorey superintendent. So this is all alleged. Uh, yes, police right. police said officers received the complaint at 1.45 in the morning on Monday, but the exposure had occurred Sunday shortly after midnight. Wow. In a release, Wait Park police said Staska could be seen on surveillance exposing himself to store employees. <laughs> Police said the initial investigation found similar behavior had occurred at least four times at the same store. Dating Always back a quick trip? Uh-huh. That's same, a nice store. I love store. quick trip. I love quick I like trip. quick trip. I do. Yeah. How about you? Dating to December 2017. He was booked into the Stearns County Jail yesterday on misdemeanor probable cause and decent exposure charges. Also released yesterday. He has not yet been formally charged. Recorey School Board Chair Cabra Habron Haben said Staska is on paid administrative leave. <laughs> of course, why not? He's been what do you think he'll come up with? Uh, with medication? Oh, uh, I'm very depressed. Yeah, opioids. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I have a chronic knee injury. Thanks, I was taking drugs. And... <laughs> I would be concerned about um, about people laughing at me if I tried to. Like, <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> you know, you have to be pretty bold. Right. Really, you really have to be very confident I, I in order must, to do I, that. I have to agree with you. I'm, I'm afraid I have to agree I've with you. I've never wanted to it's or never thought occurred about to it, me. But I, I would be kind of sheepish. I'd be like... Oh, yeah. Hey, come on. No, I can't you see right, it? No, right here. Look. Nah, I don't see anything. Or what if your response is, oh, yeah? How about this? <laughs> what if uh, What if they just look and go, was that really worth the effort? Right. See, yeah. I mean, you you know, know what? You got us quit doing that because you got. <laughs> anyway. Former and many- why are so many of these people attached to the school system? I don't know. We got a lot of perverts that are in and the school. And convenience stores. Again. Allegedly. <laughs> I was going to say that's Chris Reaver saying that. Allegedly. Uh, former Minneapolis police officer Mohammed Noor released from jail last night after posting bail. A judge had set bail earlier yesterday at $400,000 with conditions. He's charged with third-degree murder, second-degree manslaughter for fatally shooting South Minneapolis resident Justine DeMond last July. Hennepin County jail records show Noor was released with conditions last evening. Uh, those conditions, no contact with Matthew Herity, his partner at the scene of the shooting on July 5th, 2017. He also had to surrender his passport and cannot possess guns or or ammunition. He's next due in court on May eighth. You got to come up with ten percent, don't you? Yes. Where do you come up with forty grand? I wonder. No. Hmm. That's his. Well, whoever put it he up obviously yeah. came up with it. Yeah, were they? A, a bondsman will also put it up for you. Well, not really. Not the forty thousand. That's you. You'd have to pay the forty thousand too. I'm going to yeah. go get some donuts now. Yeah. Don't you remember that line from Midnight Run? They were they were bondsmen. And- That's right. That's right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I remember. I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking. about. President Have you not seen Midnight, Midnight Run? Run? I was just trying to make a laugh. Oh, God. Yes, of course I've seen Midnight Run. The great, a great movie. Uncomfortable 30 seconds of air there, wasn't there? And you're in charge of that, John. Yeah. That's your fault. Uh, what do you want me to do, reach over and hit him? No, I want you to keep talking. <laughs> yeah, that's a good start. How about another Los Lobos song? No. no. President, that wasn't Los Lobos. It was Los Lonely Boys. President Donald Trump 
says he'd like to testify before the special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. When he was asked at the White House today whether he'd like to testify, he nodded and said, yes, I would like to. Don't play it, Rook. He made the remark while departing a signing ceremony for a memorandum directing the U.S. Trade Representative to impose an estimated $50 billion in tariffs on China. Uh, The president signing that memorandum, imposing those tariffs on China, has caused some problems on the stock market. The Dow falling around 300 points shortly after the signing late this morning. Alex Emmons of The Intercept, which is a newswire on the Internet, reported today that Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has reportedly bragged to multiple parties that Jared Kushner, President Trump's son-in-law, was in his pocket. Oh, great. Citing a source who speaks often with conditions Big of the news. Saudi and Emirati new, uh, rulers. Emmons described Kushner and the Crown Prince as having a, quote, very special and close relationship. The Intercept reported that the Kushner, uh, that Kushner, after Kushner made an unannounced trip to Riyadh in October, the prince began his crackdown and further that during Kushner's visit, President Trump's son-in-law not only supported the crackdown, but also discussed specific names with the crown prince. Republican Rick Saccone conceded defeat to Democrat Connor Lamb last night in that closely watched special election in Pennsylvania more than a week after the end of the race. Lamb claimed the seat by about 750 votes in a Republican-held district that President Trump won by almost 20 percentage points 16 months ago. Saccone was a state lawmaker who had compiled one of the most conservative voting records in the state legislature. Lamb benefited from what Pittsburgh-area Democrats said was the party's most energized electorate they had ever seen, driven by what they called anti-Trump fervor. A video of an infant smoking a small cigar set off outrage on social media that helped North Carolina authorities identify and arrest the mother. Mm. Police say the Raleigh mom had her baby smoke a marijuana blunt, according oh, to arrest warrants. Oh, my God in heaven. How, how old was the kid? Uh, an infant, John said. It's an infant uh, in the video. You don't see the infant because they blotted out the face, but by the looks of the body size, I'd say uh, a year, perhaps. Hmm. Maybe. A version of what, the... What it, What's going on? Version of the video that's received one and a half million views was posted by a user who urged the mother's arrest. There you go, Joe. One and a half million people watch this video. Mm-hmm. This is the same question you asked last week about the the shooting couple the, with the book. But for some reason, and this is an indication of the mystery of the human mind, I have a memory of a story that terribly amused my father. And it had to be from the late 1950s, where there was a a short in the newspaper about a five-year-old who smoked cigarettes. And the old man thought that was just the funniest damn thing he'd ever heard. (laughs) And now, well, it's it's silly, but it's, you know, wrong. Is it? This uh, 10-second clip shows the hand of an adult off-screen holding what appears to be a cigarillo in the child's lips. The child then makes a cooing sound and appears to inhale before letting out a puff of smoke. Raleigh Police Department said yesterday the child was safe, the mother was in custody. Police spokeswoman Laura Horrigan confirmed in an email that officials were referring to the child seen in the video. It wasn't immediately clear what the substance was, but the mother was charged with marijuana possession. 20-year-old Brianna Lofton was also charged with two counts of felony child abuse, according to a police news release. The baby was placed with the county's Child Protective Services Department. Uh, Lofton uh, had no comment when reached by telephone. Longtime Boston television personality and entertainer Frank Uvruck, 
who was the star of the popular TV show Bozo the Clown, has died. Oh, wait a minute. He was still alive? How many bozos are there? Well, this, Wasn't there a bozo in Chicago? Chicago there, yeah. there was. This guy was the first nationally syndicated bozo. Ah. That bozo's like Lassie. There paved, was a million of them. This guy paved the way. <laughs> yeah. He broke the, uh, the, the, the clown glass ceiling. I'll take one bozo. That's yeah. all I can take. Right. One. Frank was 89. He played Bozo the Clown from 1959 to 1970. He became the first nationally syndicated Bozo the Clown. You know, we all rip the kids for the grand prize game. How can you not get the ping pong ball into the bucket? It's two feet in front of you. What the hell are you talking about? You guys never watched the grand prize game on Bozo the Clown? No. Well... Your loss, not mine. <laughs> Didn't we have, who do we have here? We had T.N. Tatters. I think it was Roger Erickson. Uh, yes. Yeah. I believe so. I thought the Chicago bozo was the bozo. That's this what I turns thought. Turns out it's the Boston bozo. Who's doing the weather today? Which bozo is doing the weather? Uh, you know what that is. Well, you'll I find I don't want to answer that question. That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that, Jack Nicholas? Uh, I don't know who that Sounds is. Sounds like Jack Nick. Just says that's a clown question. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Sushi. Here's Sam Ryan in the Channel 5 Weather Center. Hi, thanks so much, Joe. We are dealing with temperatures up to around 40 right now, but these clouds have been hanging around. We've got another batch moving through. It's not over everybody. It's right now moving into the northwest metro. It's going to be heading over us over the next uh, about 45 minutes or so, and then clear on out. We'll be seeing a mixture of clouds and sun this afternoon. Our 40 degrees right now should warm up to around 45 today, so we're going to see those temperatures Rise quickly with that sunshine. Then tonight, partly cloudy, down to 28. Tomorrow, some changes move in. Well, the clouds are going to come streaming right back at us. The winds will pick up in the afternoon, and then we are expecting some snow showers over in far western parts of the state, even some rain showers down to the southwest. It should hold off here in the metro until Friday evening. Now, Friday, tomorrow, we'll still hit a high of 44 degrees with the increasing clouds and the strengthening winds. We'll see snow arriving here by uh, after 9 p.m. Friday evening and continuing into Saturday morning. But there's going to be a sharp gradient, so not much snow over in western Wisconsin. Even east metro possibly just seeing about an inch of snowfall out of the system. But southwest metro could see four, maybe even up to six inches of snow closer to Belle Plaine and Eden Prairie. Saturday, Saturday will remain cool. We'll actually see decreasing clouds on the backside of this as it moves through around midday. 37 for high. Beautiful Sunday, high 42. More clouds, rain showers, and even a threat for a few thunderstorms on Monday with highs back in the middle 40s. Thank you. Yeah. Have your answer, Mr. Mayor. The chief offsite correspondent informs me that it was not T.N. Tatters. Uh, I mean, it was not Roger Erickson. It was somebody named Daryl Lobb. Is that mm-hmm. what you find? Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a television and radio personality who worked for stations in the Twin Cities region of Minnesota from the 50s until his retirement in 1993. In 53, he joined WTCN Channel 11, where he first created his Skipper Daryl character later that year, the clown J.P. Patches premiered. He played the role for two years until Crosstown rival KSTP-TV hired him away. Mm-hmm. Now, here's here's where it gets real. All right. Chris Wiedas took up the Patches character when Laub left and eventually carried him to a television station in Seattle. Uh, 
J.P. Patch has inspired a similar character on a Portland television station called Rusty Nails, who Matt Greening cites as his influence in creating the Simpsons character, Krusty the Clown. Laub changed his clown name to become T.N. Tatters at KSTP and then changed his nautical character to Captain Daryl. The Pavic Museum of Broadcasting honored Laub's contribution by, to the region by entering him into the Hall of Fame in 2003. So hmm. you guys have kind of a similar path. Well, I can add to that. Uh, where did you get this document you handed me? Uh, that's I found that. I found that at... Uh, well, here's something from Billboard, July 7, 1956. Uh, the TN Tatter Show is familiar and carried over from the J.P. Patches Show. However, this is the first reference I have seen regarding Captain Cartoon and him being an old salt. Daryl Laub portrayed Skipper Darrell on WTCN and was later known as Captain Daryl on KSTP. Uh other things we learn is that Captain Cartoon had a pet monkey named Joe. <laughs> Later, Joe would become the companion of T.N. Tatters. That website was from minnesotakidvid.com. It's a classic Minnesota children's shows. Uh, it covers like Casey Jones, uh, Carmen the Nurse, Axel, Wrangler Steve. <laughs> That, oh. was, that was Steve Cannon. <clears throat> I was just reading up on Wrangler Steve. Okay, we're done with that now. Yep. He also spent about 30 years at KQ, my who, sources are telling me. Who did? Uh, Mr. Laub. Daryl Laub? Mm-hmm. Doing what? I believe he did, did say Roger this. Erickson oh. was something. I just don't know what. But Daryl Laub was KSDP. TN Tatters was KSDP with the pet monkey Joe. Right. That means in these hallowed halls, there used to be a monkey roaming around here named Joe. Man, I wonder if they. I wonder if it ever got out and they ever found. You know, it was lost for a while, and you know, it still roams okay, the hallways on the now? weekends. Are you done with it now. Well, I was trying to find out who uh, uh, we Raj was. Uh, we're all right. Okay. What What is happening? I I guess I'm asking this rhetorically. You know, the the whole gender issue keeps coming up on the show. Yes. What's behind the drive? To make gender merely a social construct instead of a scientific reality. Uh, here's the latest news from Canada. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a directive to service Canada. That's a government agency that directs people uh, to various agencies of the government. And they're no longer to use, uh, uh, they're no longer to use Mr. and Mrs. or father and mother. Okay, this is where we need to push back. What percentage? What, I, and I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm getting more curious as to what's behind this. They're supposed to use gender inclusive and gender neutral language. This avoids portraying a perceived bias towards a particular sex or gender. Says a copy of speaking notes prepared for managers and team leaders. The move was quickly mocked by the conservative opposition who suggested Father's Day and Mother's Day would be renamed to be gender neutral. Well, of course they will be. According to an official, the new directive is already in place and has led some difficult situations. It happens that we talk to people and ask, what is the name of parent number one? People do not understand, said the official. Uh, who doesn't understand that? The people are asking that. 
Maybe one day this government will decide to cancel each and every Mother's Day or Father's Day. In addition to the changes in how staff interact with the public, the directive indicates that Service Canada is also in the process of amending service forms. Uh, Canadians are already able to identify as gender X on their passports. The new directive also includes a warning that agency employees will be observed to ensure they are following the protocols. No more mother and father. So they're, and they're, so no they're gonna, more Mr. and Mrs. And they're going to be secret shopping snoopers to see if they follow through. That's wasted money. The uncorrected the guidelines rule out using terms such as mother and father because they are gender specific and say the neutral word parent should be used instead. Okay. The same goes for honorifics such as Mr., Mrs., and Ms., and in both languages, meaning French and English. Instead, the guidelines instruct employees to address customers by their full names or to ask them what they want to be called. What the hell's going on? And again, what percentage of the population does this affect? Well, If, I, it's, if it's 100 million, uh, okay, well, we, we might have to make some changes. And, and if it's... If the the number is minute, uh, this is too much stuff going on. Going forward, the proper use of gender-neutral language will also be added to the observations in the in-person quality monitoring program. What in the hell does that mean? Earlier this year, a same-sex couple from Nova Scotia called for Service Canada to update forms so that men don't have to declare a maiden name. Men. Uh, you've only heard the half of it. Okay. Uh, from the John Hyde Newsroom, Roger Erickson's career included playing Bozo the Clown. Okay. From 1959 to 1963, as Bozo Erickson hosted young visitors to his circus in the studio. And featured Bozo cartoons. Around the country, Bozo the Clown was a popular television television franchise, much like Romper Room. Each TV market had its own Bozo program. The character originated in the mid-40s in a series of children's records produced at Capitol Records. Entrepreneur Larry Harmon obtained the rights and marketed him throughout the country starting in 1959. Got it. 1500 ESPN is... KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's, uh, I'm going to say, party degrees. 